Thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, for the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, through repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 103 Praise the Lord, O my soul and all that is within me praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thy sin, and healeth all thine infirmities. Who saveth thy life from destruction, and crowneth thee with mercy and loving kindness. Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, making thee young and lusty as an eagle. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all them that are oppressed with wrong. He showed his ways unto Moses, his works unto the children of Israel. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy, long-suffering and of great goodness. He will not always be chiding, neither keepeth he his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our wickednesses. For look how high the heaven is in comparison of the earth, so great is his mercy also toward them that fear him. Look how wide also the east is from the west, so far hath he set our sins from us. Yea, like as a father pitieth his own children, even so is the Lord merciful unto them that fear him. For he knoweth whereof we are made, he remembereth that we are but dust. The days of man are but as grass, for he flourisheth as a flower of the field. For as soon as the wind goeth over it, it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. 
But the merciful goodness of the Lord endureth for ever and ever upon them that fear him, and his righteousness upon children's children. Even upon such as keep his covenant, and think upon his commandments to do them. The Lord hath prepared his seat in heaven, and his kingdom ruleth over all. O oh, praise the Lord, ye angels of his, ye that excel in strength, ye that fulfill his commandment, and hearken unto the voice of his word. O oh, praise the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye servants of his that do his pleasure. O oh, speak good of the Lord, all ye works of his, in all places of his dominion. Praise thou the Lord, O oh, my soul. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 13th verse of the 49th chapter of the book of Isaiah. Sing, O heavens, be joyful, O earth, and break out in singing, O mountains, for the Lord has comforted his people, and will have mercy on his afflicted. But Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me, and my Lord has forgotten me. Can a woman forget her nursing child, and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget you. See, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. Your son shall make haste. Your destroyers and those who laid you waste shall go away from you. Lift up your eyes, look around and see. All these gather together and come to you. As I live, says the Lord, you shall surely clothe yourselves with them, all as an ornament, and bind them on you as a bride does. For your waste and desolate places, and the land of your destruction, will even now be too small for the inhabitants, and those who swallowed you up will be far away. The children you will have, after you have lost the others, will say again in your ears, The place is too small for me. Give me a place where I may dwell. Then you will say in your heart, Who has begotten these for me? since I have lost my children and am desolate, a captive and wandering to and fro. And who has brought these up? There I was left alone, but these, where were they? Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will lift my hand in an oath to the nations and set up my standard for the peoples. They shall bring your sons in their arms and your daughters shall be carried on their shoulders. Kings shall be your foster fathers and their queens your nursing mothers. They shall bow down to you with their faces to the earth and lick up the dust of your feet. Then you will know that I am the Lord, for they shall not be ashamed who wait for me. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, for he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the third chapter of Paul's epistle to the Ephesians. For this reason I, Paul the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which was given to me for you, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I have briefly written already, by which when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body, and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel, of which I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. To me, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state and mercifully hear us when we call upon thee and do thy ministers with righteousness and make thy chosen people joyful o lord save thy people and bless thine inheritance give peace in our time o lord for it is thou lord only that makest us dwell in safety o god make clean our hearts within us and take not thy holy spirit from us almighty god who showest to them that are in error the light of thy truth to the intent that they may return into the way of righteousness. Grant unto all those who are admitted into the fellowship of Christ's religion, that they may avoid those things that are contrary to their profession, 
and follow all such things as are agreeable to the same. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening to all. We start tonight with our uh, reading from Psalm 103, which is a very well-known psalm, um, and it helps us to know, uh, I think, when we read the poetry of the Psalms, um, the perspective of the psalmist as they are, are unfolding the prayer, uh, the, the sort of prayerful meditation that they write. Um, so in Psalm 103, we're dealing with a with a perspective, uh, the psalmist speaking from the perspective of a, uh, of a person who is um, speaking from within uh, a posture of kind of covenant faithfulness, of, the, of being the faithful servant of God, who remarks upon the, the 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 sort of the contours and nature of the world around him um, from that perspective of, of of sort of understanding his relationship to God along a kind of vertical uh, axis and then understanding his relationship to everything else around him along a horizontal axis um, and it's really that kind of spatial reasoning that helps us to un unpack what covenant faithfulness and the the peace. Um, of heart that attends it um, really means. And so, you know, in these, in these sort of uh, central verses and these pivotal verses of the psalm, um, it, it hinges on this um, sort of series of, um, uh, of, of calls to observe, um, observe how high the heavens are above the earth, um, which is always an, an image that invokes the, the, the exalted greatness of God. Um, and typically, when you when when the, this kind of imagery is invoked in um, in sort of in in my experience with ancient Near Eastern um, divinities, it's always uh, a kind of it's always a precursor to saying then like you know get on your face maggot you know like look how look how much higher the gods are than you you know what what can you possibly know and and the upsetting sort of upset expectation the irony that always emerges in the Psalms and in the wisdom literature of the Old Testament in general. Is that that's not that's not usually the precursor for it, or if anything, it's it's leading us away from that understanding and understanding the kind of paternal care that God has. It's as so as, as as high as the heaven is above the earth, uh, so great is His mercy upon them that fear Him. And it's really this kind of horizontal axis where you have uh, where the, the the things that need to be distanced or brought near to us, um, uh, where that kind of takes place, but. In, in the, from the perspective of the psalmist who's speaking from this posture of covenant faithfulness, um, there is nothing that impedes uh, this kind of merciful relationship that exists from God to the psalmist, to the faithful Israelite uh, that he's speaking in the place of. Um, and so whatever else is going on in the earth, whether the, the transgressions of each person that have been sent far into the wilderness after the image of kind of the scapegoat of the temple sacrifice being sent off into the wilderness, bearing the sins of the people, um, and or or the sort of the blessings that are brought near, um, uh, which we'll see unfold in Isaiah here in a moment. Um, that's uh, you know in in all moments in all times there's this unimpeded 
um, sort of uh, sort of direct line between the between the psalmist and God. And so it's it's not as though anything uh, sort of stands between there. There's God uh, who relates directly to his chosen people, who relates directly to them and uh, wills to bless them so long as that as they don't place sort of anything uh, above them in between this thing. But from God's perspective, uh, the greatness and exalted uh, sort of the exalted posture of God is always one of optimal vantage from which to shower blessings upon the faithful Israelite if they will have it. Um, and so uh, whenever there's any sort of impediment to this, um, this is not because God wills to sort of withhold from his people, but rather because his people have departed from that kind of, they have impeded this relationship that of no necessity needed to be impeded. Um, and that's that's an important reminder, uh, I think, I think when we when we think about how God relates to us, that the, the exaltation and the greatness of God is never a threat to the the sort of the nearness and the um, the, the sort of re the relational nearness of God. Uh, and so as we, we see, you know, in this again, in that second verse, observe how far the east is from the west, that second sort of directional horizon. Um, this is where the, the affairs of, of, of humanity really and, and all their sort of and uh, all of their messiness is where it unfolds. But but he says, but the psalmist again reflects and says, he's you know the difficulties that we are experiencing right now are not because he is um, he has forgotten us or has abandoned us, and in fact he hasn't even dealt with us as harshly as we definitely deserve. Rather, uh, he like what is happening around us right now um, has many sort of hidden dimensions to it, where our sins have gone out into the unseen places. And also the blessings that he will bring to us. These things are out, out of our sight right now. And for that reason, it's difficult for us to, to trust. It's difficult for us to uh, rely on the idea that God will follow through on his promises. But God, who has, from his vantage point sees all, knows the goodness that he is about to bring to us and also knows the danger that he has removed far from us. Um, we lose sight of that almost immediately, but God never loses sight of those things and is orchestrating all of these things for the good of that person who stays in that sort of foundational faithful relationship to him. And this is reflected, of course, historically in the Isaiah passage, which is uh, reflecting on the end of the uh, Babylonian slash Persian captivity um, and the re restoration of the land after it was ravaged by the Babylonians in particular in a particularly aggressive way. Um, and saying like, you know, the, the, again, the thing you can't see is the thing is the great thing that the Lord will bring about for you, which is, uh, just, he, he has removed from you the danger, uh, the, this, this great danger and is bringing to you this great boon. Um, and the, 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 the point you're in right now is that both of these things are sort of out of sight. Um, and what you have is the lingering sort of traumatic memory of this great desolation and it has shit, your your imagination for what God can do for you has been has been conformed to that, um, and but to remember that is not how like that is not the whole history of how God relates to us. It again calls them back to that 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 um, in this case the maternal compassion, the sort of the motherly compassion that God exemplifies toward Israel and says like you are like a like can a mother forget the child she has nursed like so like that is that is exactly how little god can forget can forget you it's impossible and in fact he's going to bring to you something so great that if you that you won't believe it when you see it it's so great and that's fulfilled of course in saint paul who's the great converted rabbi um, and great old testament scholar 
uh, is, is reflecting on that in Ephesians 3 and reflecting on this as the mystery that has been uh, hidden, um, has been has this, this great mystery that had not yet been revealed but had been promised uh, to his fathers has now been in their time revealed that the great boon um, that uh, that that was that was being brought from out of sight into the into into being manifest before the eyes of faithful Israel, the faith those who are faithful to the covenant of God, um, that is the thing that has now been revealed in the person of Jesus Christ and in the resurrection life that He has brought, and that that sort of uh, that and that that begins to contour the whole history of Israel redeemed becomes then the kind of contouring of the the the, the call in the Christian life, and Saint Paul reflects on this saying like because I can reflect back on the whole history of my people and that they were always, you know, they always got impatient for the thing in the midst of their difficulties that was just beyond the horizon that was being brought to them in due season. Because they got impatient for that thing, they departed in all kinds of wonky ways and didn't wait for the good thing that God willed to bring them. Because I am learning from that in my own history, who, you know, who earlier in my life was doing the exact same thing and did not recognize the good God had brought to us in the form of our Messiah. Um, I have learned from that now such that I am, I am trying to stay with and centered in Christ such that as I experience the difficulties of my apostleship now, I don't lose sight of the resurrection itself that I'm made to share in. And that God will surely bring to me if I don't depart from the way of uh, from this way that He has called me to. And so for us tonight, it's really a, a, a call again back, which is why we always gather at the end, of, the beginning and end of each day. It's a call back. However, we have begun to get a little bit itchy or a little bit um, worried or a little bit anxious um, about what God is doing in and uh, just beyond the, the 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 horizon line of our vision and of our and of our ability to perceive that there's some there's a good thing there and in fact it is the resurrection and all the healing and restoration it brings with it that God is bringing ever nearer to us if we will just not we'll just kind of stay put where our Lord has set us and and not try to kind of deviate in all these other directions that are really just uh, us kind of chasing anxious fantasies so it's a call to just kind of stay put and be with Jesus and wherever he is and if we are with him then the resurrection will be brought to us in due season. Turning now to our intercession on page 590. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. 
Amen. O most loving Father, who willest us to give thanks for all things, to dread nothing but the loss of Thee, and to cast all our care on Thee who carest for us, preserve us from faithless fears and worldly anxieties, and grant that no clouds of this mortal life may hide from us the light of that love which is immortal, and which Thou hast manifested unto us in Thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thanks to Aaliyah and to Rochelle for co-leading tonight. Uh, and thank you all for being here. I hope yeah, you